What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Standard Grant Cohn joint production. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. He's Grant Cohn. Grant, we're one day away from the draft. I'm so excited. They're actually inviting the media to the facility tomorrow, which means I get to go eat Ooh. pizza. I mean, actually, they have a pretty good spread and ideally do nothing. The American dream in office, in office space. Do nothing. But they could trade Brandon Ayuk. They could trade Trey Lance. Who knows? We, we're, we, yes. we're on call. And we're going to talk about all of that. Uh, I did not know that you were going to be there. That's really cool. Is that the biggest sign yet that the 49ers aren't going to do anything? I know John Lynch said on Monday they won't be active. Is that the proof that they're <laughs> inviting you to the facility? No, they actually left it up to us. We got to vote, and we all, of course, said we want to be there because we don't. We, something could happen. Oh, yeah. Something could yeah. definitely happen. Um, yeah. I've seen even some things today. Uh, Ari Merov of the 33rd team was, you know, he just uh, put up a tweet that I thought was interesting. Let's see if I can throw it on the screen here. In this article, the fact or fiction article, uh, mm. he says that the Niners are still possibly talking about trading Trey Lance. Mm. And mm. if they could get a pick in the second round, they may move up to do it. Your thoughts? They're not going to get a pick in the second round. But I think I figured out how they can do this. I think I have it. Explain. Chase Young. Chase Young. Think about it. Think about it. They don't want him. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He's right. on the outs yeah. in Washington. And I think that's a, that's a better trade. It, to try to get a pick for Lance, it's going to be embarrassing. It's not going to be what you want. It's going to look bad. But if you trade him for a player who used to be a first-round pick and is in a similar situation as Lance, kind of on the outs with his organization. Maybe they want to go a different direction. Both teams can save face because both teams can say, we love the guy we're trading for. We love Chase Young. We love Trey Lance. I think it works. I mean, you put Chase Young on this team next to Nick Bosa and all these guys and he's healthy. I mean, that's, that's exactly what the Niners want. Uh, and they can save face and be like, this Chase Young guy is all world. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. That would be <laughs> one that, that, that could work. That's a direction I did not think we were going to go today. But look, the Niners have been searching for a compliment to Nick Bosa. Why not go get the another Ohio State pass rusher? Uh, I mean, Chase Young was coming into the draft, was just as highly rated as Nick Bosa. I mean, they were, you know, both seen as can't-miss guys. Obviously, Young's had a major knee injury like Bosa. That'd be interesting. Here's the actual uh, text from what Ari wrote. The 49ers aren't going to do a deal for 60 cents on the dollar, but they've had discussions with teams, and that is expected to continue throughout the week. Friday is likely the key day in all of this. The 49ers have 11 picks in the draft, but their first pick doesn't come until 99. If they can acquire a pick higher on day two, that might be enticing. And that's why I look, I didn't think of player for player, to be fair. I was looking at the Houston Texans at pick 33 in round two and thinking, if I'm Houston, I don't take the sure. quarterback, right? I pass on the quarterback. I use the rest of my picks to stock up. Then I trade a second round pick, which I got picks to spare. And then I can say, look at all these good players. And we got a quarterback who could potentially be, you know, a guy that, you know, has the talent of a third overall pick. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I He's intriguing. If I were in the league, I would want to trade for Trey Lance. I would look at what the Niners have done and say this they've mishandled him. This is not Blake Bortles. This is not Blaine Gabbard. I don't know who they think. It's not Paxton Lynch. They've mishandled him. All I need to do is build up his confidence. Because the Niners think, oh, you know, we put a good team around him. We gave him a defense. We gave him Kyle Shanahan. He should be great right away. But no, you put all this pressure on him. You constantly compared him to Jimmy Garoppolo, and you killed his confidence and his ankle. I, you know what the perfect team for him would be? Seattle. Pete oh, Carroll. God. Pete Don't Carroll would pump me. him full of confidence so fast. And Jim Harbaugh would do it too, but Pete Carroll would do it in his freaking sleep. He did it for Geno. It's all Trey Lance needs. I don't know. Can D'Amico do that? Maybe D'Amico's a very positive, upbeat kind of guy. It'd be interesting. I heard someone, and I can't remember who was talking about this, I, and I apologize for that. They were saying, look, D'Amico's coming from the 49ers. If the feeling you know, from the 49ers is that right. they're ready to move on from him, maybe he's part of that, right? Maybe he knows like right. mm, something about this guy is not right. Maybe the Niners would have better luck trading Trey Lance to someone that doesn't have as many connections to the 49ers like Houston with Bobby Slowick and Demetri right. Ryan. That's the way I look at it. Like if you're trading for Trey Lance, you're you're betting on the 49ers organizational malpractice. Like they bungled it. They don't know what they're doing. 
I, I don't know if D'Amico would feel that way. D'Amico might feel how Kyle feels, like, hey, you know what? He's not the guy. And also, if you're if you have a six year contract, you just got there, and you want a quarterback, you might want a guy on a rookie deal that has like four or five years left on it. You know who doesn't have baggage. I mean, say what you want. Trey basically had the first two years of his career wasted. He's yep. as much of a project as he was two years ago. He only has two years left on his deal. You got to make a decision on the fifth-year option pretty quick. I mean, these are all things working against him because of what the Niners did to him. It's it's such a weird, weird situation. The other thing is this, because Jason Aponte and Steph Sanchez, who do our Tuesday show for the Gold Standard Network, basically said there's no way the Niners trade Trey Lance during the draft because they have no idea what the status of Brock Purdy is. And that is true. We won't. He won't even begin throwing until June do you think, I mean, but, but yet people are still talking about trading Trey Lance during the draft. So what do you make of that? I, I mean, I think the Niners have made it pretty clear that they'll trade him at the right price, you know, not even knowing what Brock Purdy, I mean, what the Niners are saying about Brock Purdy is don't worry about him. He'll be fine. He's a franchise quarterback, which blows my mind. And I think it's so amazing that most of us can't even believe that, that they're, that they believe it, but I think they do. So I think they, they just want to trade Trey for the right package. I don't think it's, I don't think they're getting a day two pick. I don't think they're getting that this year. But if they get Chase Young, I think for some a lot of 49er fans would be on board with it, at least at first, in, unless Chase Young's knees not not okay and Trey Lance ends up being everything a lot of us thought he could be. That is not is okay. That, is that not the signal that you're getting from Washington, though? Like, why would they be unwilling to pick up his fifth-year option? Especially, like, pick it up and just to give yourself another year to see how he bounces back, right? They're not even doing that. Nope. They're going to let why? him go. So. Right. So then yeah. my thinking is like they probably it's kind of like the way people would feel about the Niners being willing to trade Trey Lance. Right. They must know something that right. they don't like. Or are we betting on speaking of organizational incompetence, the most incompetent organization in all of football over the past 20 years in the Washington Commanders? And then there's the other factor. Uh, do the Niners really want to take another chance on a defensive lineman with a questionable knee? Because how's that go for the 49ers? Are they the, are they the organization that fixes that problem? Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're dealing you know with, that with Javon Kinlaw. Right. So, yeah, that's a fair question. Um, yeah. Still, I, I feel like if you're asking what's the best the Niners could get in a trade for Trey Lance, I think it's that. I think it's the defensive end chilling in Washington right now. Then if you're, I mean, if you're the Niners, you got Bosa, Armstead, Chase Young, Drake Jackson, who, you yeah. know, you're hoping bounces back. Like, all of a sudden, then you're like, Damn, that is frightening yeah. if it worked out. Yeah, it, that looks like the 2019 defensive line where Chase Young is D4, Javon Har Javon Hargrave is DeForest Buckner. Like, you got it. You got it again, and now you just need Sam Darnold to be everything Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey <laughs> think he can be. <laughs> so what I have said is I think a trade of Trey is possible because I think the 49ers look at it like Brock comes back when he comes back, but we're confident in Sam Darnold. I think that's how – I don't think that mm -hmm. makes sense, but I think that's how the 49ers look at it. You're there. What's your feeling on that? It feels like Kyle's clever way of pivoting because I feel like – Kyle said it came down to Mac Jones and Trey Lance. He said it on the record a million times, and we never really understood why, it came, why they picked Trey. I think the outside, the outside noise had a lot to do with that because Niner fans were so loud in their choice. Um, but I think – now I think they want to give up on the Trey Lance project. I think that's pretty clear. It it takes a lot of effort. They blew the first two years. And I think what Kyle's going to say is, well, I liked Sam even better. We didn't have an opportunity to draft Sam Darnold. If Sam, if we could have drafted Sam Darnold, I would have drafted Sam. I love Sam Darnold. I actually gave him a, ha a higher draft grade. So, yeah, I mean, I was really excited for Trey Lance, but he was the best quarterback we could get at the time. Now Sam Darnold just falls in my lap. You know, it's just like a little pivot. Like, actually, this is the guy I want to develop all along. He's not even that old. Like, Okay, man. Sure, buddy. Like, I'm sure. Like the Seahawks. Like, that's a really that's an organization I respect. If they had a choice, hey, you could get Trey Lance or you could get Sam Darnold. I don't think they would waste their time with Sam Darnold. I think they'd be all over Trey Lance. But I guess I'm just assuming. I don't know. Well, you could say that, but everybody thought they were wasting their time with Geno Smith last year. Now, it turns out they obviously weren't. He made the Pro Bowl. Um, got a comment here. Nobody was beating out Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember, people. Before the draft, Kyle Shanahan said, we made the trade because we need a starting quarterback. And then they picked Lance, and all of a sudden it was like, well, it's going to be tough for anybody to beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. But before that draft, Kyle said, we need a starting 
quarterback. So I know yeah. Trey didn't ultimately beat him out, but I'm not sure that wasn't the plan. And Mac Jones started as a rookie. I really, he said it came down to two guys, and they basically liked him the same. But Niner fans didn't like him the same. Niner fans made it real clear that they liked Lance. It got real testy online, and I feel like the Niners, especially Jed, um, take Niners fans' emotions and preferences into account when they do these things. And maybe that's why uh, Trey Lance has always sort of been treated as like a second choice around here. I mean, he never was treated with the conviction you would expect a guy who was, you know, a team spent three first-round picks on to be treated with like they were over him so fast like they they treated him like they drafted him with the 29th pick in round one like hey you know he'd failed us whatever gave it a shot move on like no 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 you traded up you said he was going to be special what happened what happened remember less than three years ago daniel jeremiah wrote a piece for nfl.com saying this is the next andrew luck and it's like that. a thousand words it's crazy I, you tweeted that out the other day and i started reading it and i almost wept like i was like what where is this guy? And if, if he, he still could be here and we're going to trade you. him. I'm telling you, if I, a smart organization is watching this and saying, I can get this guy. All we need to do is give him confidence, take him out of the spotlight. And the Niners are like Cowboys West. They're a bunch of drama. And Kyle, again, Kyle's an enigma because he'll give you the defense. He'll give you the weapons. He'll give you the scheme. That's a lot, but he will not give you positive reinforcement. And he really will not. Give you confidence. He'll erode it unless you are Steve Young, Matt Ryan. You know, you are already established and very secure in how good you are. He'll come for that confidence. I agree with what you said about Jed York potentially being worried about a backlash of a Mac Jones pick. I don't think Kyle would be. I honestly, I don't think Kyle I agree. gives a bleep what anybody says because he knows more football than anybody. So he doesn't care. If he doesn't respect you, he doesn't care about your Real opinion. Quick. Here's how I see it going down. I don't think Kyle pays attention to the noise. I think Jed does. Yeah. I can see a meeting before the draft where Jed says, hey, man, I know you don't pay attention to this stuff, but fans are going crazy, and they're going to say we're racist if we take Mac Jones. And Kyle's like, what? Are you kidding? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And Jed's like, yeah, I know. But that's what they're saying. Do you want that perception? And, and I could see Kyle being like, no, I don't want that perception. And you know what? I like Trey Lance, too. So we could go with Trey. I could see that happening. Well, that's the way I see you know, I, I But I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know where the racist thing comes from. That that's why. Oh, do you remember the Twitter? I mean, Jesus, the Mac Jones stuff about how because remember he had been arrested for a DUI. I mean, he had a yeah. lot of stuff that came out, and people were like, "Well, if he were black, people would ding him for this," and all that kind of. A lot of that, and people said, "Oh, Kyle only likes a certain type of quarterback. Isn't that quarterback white? Isn't it Kirk Cousins? All that kind of stuff." Because I think a lot of people wanted Justin Fields at the time, and it was like, "Why is he not in consideration?" Well, I still have yet to get a satisfactory answer on that one. But yeah. it's it's not like I think people overestimate that. Like Kyle could have a meeting with Jed and Jed could be like, hey, what's the plan? And if Kyle says, well, we kind of like both of these guys the same. Right. Jed may have said, well, if that's In that the case, case, right, maybe right. pick the guy that's mobile so our fans don't have an absolute revolt like that. Conniption that fit. could be yeah. a real thing. Sure. I and totally the mobility that. is fair, too. Like you need a mobile quarterback. I, Mac Jones would have been the wrong pick. So, I mean, that's fair. I agree. And I trading agree. up for a guy who went 15, that's dumb. Yeah, I agree totally. And I, I have no problem with rolling the dice on talent. Like, I don't like betting on the floor, especially with a quarterback. Yeah, you go with Trey Lance because you're trying to hit a home run. You're not looking to get a single. Not at the quarterback spot. At other mm -hmm. spots, maybe, but not a quarterback. I think what the Niners learned and maybe what Trey Lance learned and what quarterbacks have learned is that the NFL is really not a developmental league and they will chew right. you up and spit you out before you turn 23. So when you hit the league, even if you're being projected top three, you might want to really think about, are you ready to put your best foot forward? Because if you're not, you might want to go back to college because these days you can transfer and play wherever you want the next year. You can get paid in college. I don't see what the rush is unless you're Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, no doubt about it. Number one pick. You go back to college, you can get hurt and all that. It could ruin your career. Otherwise, stay in school. Throw a thousand passes. Live a little. I'm just saying. I think Trey Lance, if he could do it over again, he probably would. This comment from Juke Joint 523 This is how social justice warriors ruin everything. Again, we're not saying this is what actually happened, okay? Cool your jets. But there was, I'm telling you, there, there was a very loaded discourse three years ago. You know what I'm saying? The people that were on Trey's side, the people that were on Mac's side, it felt like a Trump-Biden, you know, argument, but just veiled through 49ers and quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the tone and the rhetoric was very 
angry and charged is how I would call it. Well, I remember the the talk that Kyle only likes one kind of quarterback, but I don't ever remember people saying it was white. He liked a pocket, traditional pocket well, hat. That's code. It's code, right? I, it, mobile quarterback. I mean, the way some people talk, the, a mobile. I don't like mobile quarterbacks. What do you mean right. by that? What I do you agree. mean by that? But also, yeah. like they yeah. drafted RG three, and then Kyle yeah. completely redesigned an entire offensive system and won that guy offensive rookie of the year. So till he got him hurt. I'm so sorry, but we we also know the story too that he that the Shanahan's didn't want RG three. They wanted Kirk Cousins. They had to work yes. around Dan Snyder. I mean, their reputation is pretty. I mean, didn't Chip Kelly have the same problem too when he left Philly and come he had to come here and be like, hey, I'm I don't have a problem with black athletes. I like black athletes. Didn't wasn't that a whole thing like Lashawn McCoy hated him and a lot of Deshaun Jackson. Well, a lot of people hated him. That's for sure. That's true. A lot anyway, of people that's Philly. tangent. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. Let's Shit. get to another player that I think could get moved, and that's Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Something's weird is going on with Brandon Ayuk, Grant. They mm-hmm. asked John Lynch earlier this week on Monday about the fifth-year option, which they still haven't picked up on Ayuk, and Lynch said, well, I want to meet with him, and I want to meet with Javon Kinlaw before we do that. But if you go back and look in the past, they've mm-hmm. picked up Mike McGlinchey's fifth-year option before the draft, and they've picked up – uh somebody else that I can't remember now off the top of my head, which is a terrible job by me, but there were two other fifth year options that they picked up before the draft. Maybe it was Buckner. Um, and now all of a sudden John Lynch, he literally said, let's get through the draft when talking about Ayuk's fifth year option. I think he, he's available if teams want him. Yeah. There's a couple ways to interpret that. Um, it, it's possible that they're not going to pick up Kinlaws and they don't want to, no, that doesn't really make sense. Like why, why would you, I don't know. Maybe maybe you want to make the news and the decision on both of them at the same time. Like if you right. pick up Brandon Ayuk's and you don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything to that. Like if you pick up Brandon Ayuk's and you don't do anything about Kinlaw, does that embarrass? Kinlaw? I don't know. I don't really see. That seems flimsy. So do you think that seems flimsy. Kinlaw really it doesn't no, know what's coming. He yeah, I'm with you on that. Not I'm with you up. on that. I was just trying to talk it. It doesn't make sense. So yeah, I mean. Something's fishy here. And shout out to Jose Sanchez for finding this and posted it last night. That was good work. Good sleuth work. Yeah. You got to go through some old transcripts and save all your emails. But no, that was good. Um, seems to me that the Niners probably won't trade Brandon Ayuk. Probably won't. But there's a possibility he will. And what is that possibility? There must be some player they like in some range of the end of round one that if he's there that the Niners might think about it. But they don't know if he'll be there. So it's like, don't say, no, we're not trading him because there's an 85% chance you won't. But in that 15 to 20% chance that whoever you want, wide receiver, offensive tackle, whoever, tight end is there, you could freaking do it. And then you could just say, sorry, we lied to you. And fans will be like, it's okay. We like this guy too now. You know? Right. Well, also, like, we expect you to lie. That's not, I understand that. But just because we expect it doesn't mean we can't call it out when we see it. Here's right. the question I think the Niners are probably asking themselves. Let's say I think one of the positions they would trade him for is if there's an offensive lineman that they really like. What's more important to you if you're the 49ers? Having a good, I don't know, third, fourth option in Brandon Ayuk or having a tackle that's better than Colton McKivitz? I could easily see the 49ers saying, you know what? It's it's more important to have a better tackle. We'll deal with the offense. You know, Kyle will scheme it up with McCaffrey and Debo and all that. We would hate to lose you, Ayuk, but we need a better right tackle than Colton McKivitz. Interesting. I don't know if Kyle thinks of it that way, though. Kyle was a wide receiver. And I remember he t- said something at the owners' meetings. I got to go back and look, but he said something like, you know, um, are you willing to get rid of a guy who touches the ball for a guy who doesn't? He thinks that way. So, and, you know, it's important to pay the left tackle, but we're talking about a right tackle. And Kyle, yeah. Kyle Shanahan thinks about right tackles like it's 1994. Like those are run blockers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think that it might be way, that might be below, lower on the totem pole than even a fourth option in his passing game because he's so precious about his five five eligibles on his in his patterns. Like they all have to be threats. Yep. Yeah. I just think, and, and Lynch said Monday too, we can't pay everybody. He knows it. Now I know he said we're planning on doing something yeah. special and, and maybe right. that's the case. But I think if Because most want, likely Brandon's coming back. Most likely. Right. But. The door is open. A crack. And the only thing that I didn't understand, like, first I was like, well, maybe he doesn't want to pick up the fifth-year option because that would make complicated trade. But you can trade guys on a fifth-year option. They traded Buckner on the fifth-year option. So, like, that's not it. So, I don't know why he's waiting. There's no reason to wait. That's the weird thing about it. That's the weird part. 
And so, they didn't explain what like, the explanation was that like, I want to talk to them both. Like, okay, but again, in the past, right. you had worked this out by the 25th for two different players. So what's the holdup here? Why, why do you want to wait until after the draft when you have a precedent more than once of getting this done before the draft? Why? He literally why? said, let's get through the draft. That was the first thing he said. And then he said, oh, let's get I want to talk to those guys. I feel like well, he, let's get through the draft. Like, so like maybe, maybe a wide receiver drops to 25 that we like. <laughs> and then we trade Ayuk to the, to the Giants. I mean, really, because think about it. If, if you want, I mean, it's a business, right? And you can't necessarily afford Ayuk and Debo. Or maybe you can't afford it, but you don't want to pay both of them. So you already committed to Debo. I mean, frankly, if you had a choice, I would trade Debo. But trading Debo is financially like unfeasible. It doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work, which is too bad. So you got to do this, which is too bad. And it's crazy because I feel like there's such a double standard on this team. Debo Samuel gets to do whatever. He's in whatever shape. He plays however. He gets a million targets. Brandon, I mean, this guy has to do everything right from you know his rouse to his blocking to his effort to what he says. And if he doesn't, they will freeze him out of games for long stretches. That is such a double standard. I don't understand it. Kills me. I don't like Ivan it. Roster politics on this team are crazy. It's too yes. much. Ivan says the laugh John had when Grant Cohn asked about Brandon Ayuk was a giveaway. Also, he and Kyle would trade each other, but the line for Bosa was never open. Yeah, that was the biggest thing that John Lynch told on himself for. Oh, we we will listen on anybody. We'll listen on anybody. And then you ask him about Bosa, and what did he say? Oh, pff, no, that hotline is closed because no. that's what you say when you're not going to trade somebody. You just shut it down. He didn't do that for Trey Lance. Do you think that deep down John Lynch wishes he could trade Kyle Shanahan and vice versa? Uh, I mean, when they say that, like, is there a little, man, I, I would definitely trade this guy over here. Isn't that right, buddy? Ha ha. Fucking hate you, man. I, I think, if, <laughs> I wonder if John would like the opportunity to go into Kyle's office and be like, hey, we got an offer three ones for you. You know, like, I don't know. I'm just I saying John was on the Buccaneers team that traded Tony Dungy and won the Super Bowl the next year. That's how he won his Super Bowl was a, a, a a, a, a head coach trade one of the only ones ever that's true jim harbaugh was almost traded jim harbaugh was oh, traded yeah. to the browns and he didn't agree to it but that was going to happen so it's not like the 49ers are strangers to this let's get mm -hmm. some uh super chats uh Irfan, i apologize if i mispronounce your name did you see the report that san francisco looked into the lamar yeah uh dan patrick was they talking even about said that so today. they said they did he you said yeah we look at it yeah yeah you have to but the, um, but then he said in the next breath that like the reason we don't want Lamar Jackson is because we like Brock Purdy that much, which I felt was a an amazing thing to say out loud, even if you were by yourself in your room. Think about that. Wow. Like, literally. Literally think about it. To, another way to say that is, sure, we looked into a former most valuable player, the only unanimous MVP, I think, in league history or close to it. Mm -hmm. But we really like this guy that started like eight games who's coming off a career-threatening injury, and we don't even know if he's going to play this year. Like, that's the yeah, same it's like thing. Saying, it's, like, it's like saying we really like Steph Curry, but we're going to go with Jordan Poole. Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds good. Do that. Yeah. I mean, the surety with how they talk about Brock is really surprising. It's um, it's it's not upsetting it's disappointing too because it makes you feel like this is a team that has learned nothing they they make very quick decisions at the quarterback position i trust them really with everything else in the organization everything they're a else? top flight organization but at quarterback they make the same mistake every single time they're impatient yes. impatient and then they have blinders blinders yes they yes. decide on a path and then they don't see anything else we're getting kirk cousins we're not scouting patrick mahomes we have jimmy garoppolo we're not getting tom brady we have Brock yeah. Purdy. We're not getting Lamar Jackson. Or Trey Lance. It's uh, Lance is on the damn team. Real quick, I want to um, point out what the Trey Lance draft profile said. I mean, this is the official NFL.com draft profile. And this is a anonymous comment from a personnel executive on an AFC team. Um, he needs an offense tailored to what he does best, and you have to be really patient with him. The Niners, I mean, that means playing him for more than four games. You have oh, to understand does. that the first four games, he's not going to look like a finished product the way Brock Purdy will. The Niners are so impressed that Brock Purdy's a finished product right away. Like the whole book on Trey is that he wasn't going to be that. And then you got him and you were mad that he's not a finished product. Like shame on you for not reading the freaking fine print, for not reading the was, manual. I think they thought he was a finished product. Yeah, well, I think they thought he runs a lot of similar concepts in college. Uh, he throws <laughs> it good enough. 
He can run around. I think they uh-huh. thought that they were just going to slot him in, Jeez. and they thought that they could develop him by doing the two quarterback system too. I think that they thought they could kind of hedge their bets, right? We'll we'll develop yeah. him by putting him in easy situations early on, and then we right. can take the training wheels off and <laughs> let him have the job. Yeah, they thought they were better than the rest of the league at scouting quarterbacks, but what they learned is that they are worse. They are much, <laughs> much, much, much worse. <laughs> Everybody thinks they can scout better than everybody else. But, yeah, when it's at the quarterback spot, it's not Ooh, good. Nope. Cheap Rays Mike says, I hope Trey Lance shows out and wins the job. I was thinking about this today, Grant. I don't think it's fair to expect improvement from any of the 49ers quarterbacks. Brock has been hurt. He's not even going to be able to throw until yeah. June. Trey's been rehabbing. Now he is fully cleared, which is great. You could expect regression. What have these guys done? Right, but Trey hasn't played in forever. He hasn't played back-to-back weeks started and finished since 2019. Mm-mm. Like, think about that. It's 2023, and uh, Sam Darnold is brand new, and he stinks anyway. I don't think it's fair to expect any of these quarterbacks to just magically somehow improve when they come back. No, Sam Darnold's going to be great right away. <laughs> you, you don't understand. Sam's been in some tough situations. He's been on some bad teams, but he's great. He can do everything. He can make every throw. He does exactly what he's told. He does adds a little flair to it, and he's tough. Did you hear Christian McCaffrey the other day? It's like he was describing John Elway. It was amazing. Oh, he's, yeah, but he's not going to bag on his guy. I mean, still, though, I'd be like... Take it easy. Can't you just say like, yeah, he's a good guy and a talented guy and he's a hard, hard worker? Like, leave it at that. You don't have to say he's great at everything. Like, well, I, I don't know that he's great at anything, actually. He's great at turning the ball over. I'll tell you that. Um, That's true. Bass Spokane Niner fan says, possible. Trey does well weeks one to three, maybe four. Brock comes back, starts. Trey gets traded in November to replace a quarterback injury. Is there value then? But here's the thing. If Trey plays well, why would you want to move him? Like, wouldn't you want to keep him and see where that can go? That was always the weird part about that. Like, yeah, he can improve his value, but then he also improves his value to you. Also, like people say Brock Purdy will be cleared week one or he'll be cleared week four. When he's cleared and when he's playing like he was playing like last year, two different things. He could be cleared whenever, but when's he going to be the guy who stepped on the field week 13 and was ready to go? Like, to me, I wouldn't expect that until 2024. But, I mean, there's no, there's not a lot of evidence here to point to. Who, who's had this injury? Nick Mullins, okay? He had a training camp, got waived. He had a preseason. The numbers were awful. And, like, compared to what he normally would do. He started one game. His yards per attempt were really freaking low. And then last year, it seemed like he kind of bounced back to the numbers he would normally put up in preseason and stuff. So, I don't know. See, and I see comments like this, 187. He will play in week one. How how do you know? How do you know? There's so many people that are so convicted, to use John Lynch's word, on both. On Trey, Trey's going to ball out. On Brock, that Brock's going to come back and be ready to go. It's really, really bizarre. Yeah, it is really bizarre. Um, but I, I don't know. I, again, this it's such a, it's such a strange debate. How Niner fans dig themselves into these two camps: the Trey camp, the Brock camp. Like, just the fact that you're in a camp is weird to begin with. You're a Niner fan. The goal is to find a franchise quarterback. One of those guys might be one. None of those guys might be one. The whole idea is to do what's best for the franchise and figure out if. You got a franchise quarterback, not just like be like, it's Brock, it's freaking Brock, and I hate Trey, and I wish Trey would go away. Like, that's dumb. It's so, it was, we're in the, we're in fifth grade here, picking <laughs> who's the most popular kid in school. Like, come on. Well, I want to talk about that. You mentioned the roster politics. We'll get into that, uh, but I want to get to this super chat. Romelia, sport report. Again, apologies if I mispronounced the name. Here's a topic Has Kyle blown his Super Bowl window? I think this whole Super Bowl window thing has totally scrambled the brains of everybody running the 49ers. Joe Burrow said it best. The Super Bowl window is my whole career. I think the 49ers are are so freaked out about this quote-unquote Super Bowl window that it's, it's affecting how they make decisions. Like, if you have a great quarterback, you're always in a Super Bowl window. Look at Mahomes. He's made the, the conference championship game every year because he's damn good. Like, but the Niners are so worried about, oh my God, this Super Bowl window that it's making them crazy, I think. Yeah, but I think, think about it. Let's say the Niners never win a Super Bowl in this, with this team. 
And in 20 years, your kids are asking, like, can you tell us about the Kyle Shanahan era? We'll be like, yeah, you know, they went to three NFC championship games in four years, even a Super Bowl. But they never won the whole thing because they couldn't figure out the quarterback position. End of conversation. They'll be like, hey, dad, thanks for explaining. Be like, yep. What do you want to know next? That's it. It's the whole story. So it's the whole story. Great team. Great defense. Great everything. Couldn't figure out the quarterback position. Never got it done. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's NFL for you, huh? Yeah. One doesn't have anything to do with the other. The fact that you're in a Super Bowl window doesn't help you evaluate the quarterback position anymore, but it's affecting the way they evaluate the quarterback position. Cause like you said, they don't wait. They're they're just quick. Okay. Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We got to win. But you got to remember John Lynch's experience. He's, he was in the same exact situation with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they had the team had everything. They had the coach. They just couldn't figure out the quarterback and the solution ended up being Brad Johnson. Yeah. But so I could, who did they beat in that Super Bowl? Yeah, exactly. I know. I, but just from, I know. And I, but just from John's perspective, like if the solution for him was Brad Johnson, I could see him falling for Brock. I could see him falling for Jimmy because that's good enough in his eyes. But it's not good enough today. And I think Kyle understands that. But then again, Kyle thinks he's good enough on his own. So it's a very strange dynamic here. And there's a lot of reasons why they don't shoot for the stars at quarterback. You know what I would have liked to heard John Lynch explain? And then nobody asked it. But like, because John said Trey's aware of the trade talk and we've talked. What was Trey's reaction? Because if you notice in that article in the forum where he said he has no comment on it, it even says in the article, Trey Lance was his likable, happy, smiling self. And then we asked about the trade rumors and he clammed up. He got very curt and very short with his answers. Main, you know, yeah, he knows about it, but how does he feel about it? We never got that question right. asked. And he doesn't want people to know how he feels about it um, because I think the perception is he can't be seen as someone who wants to trade because he hasn't accomplished anything. He has to be the guy who just wants to compete. You know what I mean? Just believes in myself, want to compete, um, but you don't know how he really feels. I mean, deep down, he might feel like, I don't get a chance to compete here. This whole thing is rigged against me. The roster politics here are weird. Like, getting on Kyle's good side starts in Mexico, and I didn't get the invite. And somehow Sam Darnold did. Like, what the hell is going on? And now you got the freaking alpha on the offense, Christian McCaffrey, putting Sam Darnold in the Hall of Fame. I mean, if I were Trey Lance, I was like, here we go again, man. I never get a fair chance here. I'd love to leave. But he can't say that. So, what do you do? Well, you... You asked One more thing. Question. Did you know that he and Sam Darnold have the same agent? Crazy to me. The Trey and Sam Darnold do? Yeah. I did not know that. That's that is interesting. Jimmy Sexton. That sucks for Trey. Like, dude, who's on your side here, man? Right. That's true. Uh, and George yeah. Kittle actually told Bussin with the boys he's thrilled that they got Sam Darnold. He's super pumped, oh, he said. I'm sure he is. I bet Kyle Uzcheck really likes it too. Yeah. Uh Casey Cold says, I don't want a quarterback that sees ghosts. Hell no to Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'm absolutely there. You asked the question in the press conference, Grant, and it was one of the most unique answers from John Lynch. You asked, has Trey Lance's camp kind of put pressure on you to if he's not going to be the starter to get him out of town? And Lynch just said, no. No. No other words. Which was weird. But then I looked into it. It It's like, again, Lance's people are Darnold's people. So Lance, Lance, those people are probably cool with this situation. They win one way or another. Either way, their they're, they're person's starting. And are, are, why would they favor one over the other? So I, I believe it, honestly. That was just a weird... It was almost like he wanted to shut you up. Like, shh, don't give Trey's people Ooh. any idea. You know, ideas. Like, I like he that. He never answers a question like that ever. A one-word response? No. It's true. That is interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. That's how you interpret it? Like, hey, don't don't give Trey any ideas because well, it's the absolute right thing to do. It's what his agents should be doing. I mean, I'm sure that I don't know. I'm, that's just me speculating. But it don't just, you feel like it that could happen in a couple of months? Like maybe maybe the agents are just being like, hey, you know, we'll chill. You know what I mean? We'll see what happens in training camp. But if you do some weird stuff, then we'll have a talk. I, I do think that like Lance would be or his people would be justified in saying, I've gotten a raw deal here. I've yeah. never been embraced by this franchise. This is something that Vish Kumar mentions to me all the time when we talk off the yeah. air. They didn't, they draft Trey Lance. They move up, they draft Trey Lance. Then they have like mm-hmm. the state of the franchise thing and he's not on it. They don't feature him in the state of the no. franchise. It's like you just drafted the franchise. Persona non grata. It's like it didn't happen. never embraced him. And you said something on 95.7 The Game yesterday. 
where, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so you correct me if I'm wrong, but basically part of the reason that Trey has not been embraced in the locker room is because he was the guy that was taken to replace everybody's boy, Jimmy Garoppolo. I believe that. I, f- I firmly believe that. It's like, you can't tell me that all these football players are expert quarterback analysts. I mean, the, the quarterback coaches and regular coaches on the Niners don't even know what they're looking at half the time with these quarterbacks. <laughs> I think what happened is they're friends with Jimmy. They've won with Jimmy. They're friends with Jimmy. And they know that they brought in Trey Lance to replace Jimmy. Trey Lance didn't play that much in college. He was 20 years old when he got picked. They essentially gave him the job after sitting him a year. I think they all felt like, man, this isn't right. Because they're on Jimmy's side. That's if, if you would be on your friend's side too, if that was your friend. So they're prone to being skeptical of the whole Trey Lance thing, not because of who he is, but because of what he represents. And so he's a project. He's inconsistent. I mean, that's every reason to be like, no, nah, I want to go with Jimmy. Like, if all you had to do is watch Lance warm up, it's not like watching other quarterbacks warm up. It's, I'm just <laughs> like, he like? will air mail throws. He will air mail throws. Not everyone, warm up. but every, yes. And it's like, I can, I understand a, you know, a, a contemporary of Jimmy Garoppolo who's all in with Jimmy looking at 21-year-old Lance being like, no. And then just be totally writing him off. No, absolutely not. Because if you brought in someone like Matt Stafford and lined him up next to Jimmy and had him both throw, that's, I mean, it's obvious who's the better thrower is quarter. You, you oh, can yeah. sell a team on that. But to sell a team on, hey, we're going to take a step back and go with this guy who's 10 years younger than you and just trust me, like when they love Jimmy and he's not only liked but the leader of the team, I mean, you set up Trey to fail right there. It's not a good situation and Kittle also told this story on busting with the boys I thought this was really interesting too he said you know his rookie year he went to Vegas and like they were you know they stand in line at clubs staying at like these crappy hotels and then Jimmy took them to Vegas when he first got there and the Red Seas parted the velvet ropes opened they didn't have to stand in line at clubs they were getting free stuff comp to them they were the you know in the VIP area Jimmy took them. He did all that for them. I'm not saying that's the only reason, but there's a reason that this guy is so beloved in the locker. Remember, it's the same guy that has turned the ball over in horrible spots. It's the same guy that has been injured a lot every year except one. It's the same guy that has ghosted them in the offseason for multiple years, but for some reason, he is beloved. And I don't know why, but Something is keeping that love. And so then when Trey Lance gets picked to replace him, I think that is a hurdle that Trey had to overcome. Well, I mean, just compare Jimmy and, and Kyle. I mean, Jimmy's the cool guy. Jimmy's the guy who's nice. He smiles. He doesn't criticize you. He brings you out. He brings you into his world, which is a very glamorous world. These are football players. Jimmy's a freaking celebrity. You know what I'm saying? So they that's very enticing to them. Kyle's the guy who criticizes them. And curses at him in front of the whole team and keeps it real. And they've all had to go through that fire. Jimmy's not that guy. And then Trey is the one guy who didn't have to get that, right? They felt Jimmy had to get the most of it. They all had to endure Kyle Shanahan's negativity. Trey comes in and they and and Kyle uh has a has 16 players sit down and say, Hey, we really want you to support Trey Lance. It's like, wait a second. You never said that for Jimmy. You never said that for me, but now you're creating the situation for him. Like Kyle doesn't really understand social dynamics. He set this whole thing up. He set this whole thing up, and then he has a, a, a basically a democracy on his team where the captains get a, a huge say, and he didn't think that they would veto this? You really didn't think they would? I could have told you they would. Rob could have told you they would. Well, let's get into that, because my uh, perception of that meeting was that what Kyle was telling them is to publicly support Trey Lance in front of the media because he knew it was going to get rocky. Do you think he meant like privately also? Cause that would be really, really, bad. I don't know. But even, even that you have to have that interview, I could see people being like, dude, this is highly irregular. What does this mean for Trey Lance? If you're telling me I have to, it means I you think to... he sucks. It means you think, think he sucks, right? Like, <laughs> right? And, and for every player that you've ever thought you sucked, you didn't do this. You didn't coddle him. You just, Dante Pettis, you're out. You know what I mean? Like all these guys, you, right. you, you ridicule them, you point it out and they're gone. But with Trey, like what, why is this different? I could see, because it's like you tried to create one culture and then you changed it or you went against it. So that's why in the future, if you ever want to make a big change at quarterback, don't keep the previous quarterback on the team. It doesn't work. Of course it doesn't work. You can't move the new work. girlfriend into the apartment with the old girlfriend still living there. 
But Kyle thinks work. like these rules don't apply to him. Like Kyle's the kind of guy who's like, he's your friend. He's like, yeah, I got, I'm, I got three girlfriends right now. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude? You got no girlfriend. <laughs> what do you? No, it's cool. I like. It. I, I can pull it off. No, man. Official you're not a player. Music says Grant is pissing off the red and gold rednecks. There, damn There's so much of that, just extra stuff with this quarterback conversation. There's a absolutely a racial component to the quarterback conversation. Um, although I like this comment from Sheep Raise Mike. Only player who embraced Trey was Brandon Ayuk. That's true. They would work out a lot together. Uh, the comment says, deep ball and remember the Madden thing when he subbed him in. I think he wants Trey as his quarterback. I don't remember that. What was the Madden thing? Do you know what that is? Um, I don't remember was he I, don't remember I would assume he was playing Madden and put Trey Lanson. I don't remember specifically. Uh, NG49 says, broke Brock, six cents Sam. Our quarter- is our quarterback room. But hey, I mean, there is something to be said. It's a shaky quarterback room as it stands right now because of the injury status and just the Sam Darnoldness of it all. Um, Sam Darnoldness of it all. It's really bad. We can get back to the quarterback thing, but this is an older comment I wanted to mention. Sure. 49ers need a couple of tight ends. Why not trade for Tommy Tremble? A lot of people liked him coming out of the draft, and he's TE3 in Carolina. I think that they're going to take a tight end in this draft. This is a historic tight end draft. I know you were talking about it with your dad yesterday. I was watching. I mean, I think if they had their druthers, this is the George Kittle replacement draft. Yeah, I mean, George Kittle might have another five years, or this could be the last one. I mean, how do you know? He's about to turn 30. Last year was a great year, but he's had injuries before, and he's got a whole post-career, maybe in WWE or maybe with Barstool. I mean, it seems like he's setting up all kind of options. So why not give yourself some options, especially when he's, like, so far bigger than the team at this point? Like, he's great, though. I'm just saying, like, he plays way too much. There's no, like, backup they trust. Every reason. They should have gotten a tight end three years ago that, that was legit. So, yeah, this would be – I could see them spending their first pick on a tight end or even move, moving up 10 spots for one. Tavarius says, Grant or Stach, try to get an interview with Trey. So I've interviewed Trey twice. I would love to get an interview with Trey Lynn. I would yeah. love – I would pay a significant amount of money to get to talk to <laughs> Trey again, jo, uh, Kyle, or John. I would pay so much money to get to talk to either one of those because I think there is so much information to be found out. Yep, agree. I wonder if you would want first, to talk right now. What's your first question to Trey if you could talk to him? Oh, my God. I, but you'd have to try to figure out a question that he wouldn't answer diplomatically. And I don't know if he would do that until he's off the team. Like, what happened here, man? Did you ever feel it? Like, I don't know. I, I would like to ask. The, I feel like the questions you'd want to ask are questions you'd ask, you'd ask off the record. Well, maybe. My first question would be, do you feel like the team feels differently about you now than they did in 2021? That's a good question for him to answer on the on the record. I like that. I like that. Charlie watching says, if the 49ers felt they can win with Jimmy, they feel even stronger with Brock. Stats are better in every way, right? But again, this isn't healthy Brock Purdy. This is career-threatening injury Brock Purdy. It's not the same guy that we saw during the regular season last year. Also, I feel like the Niners set up this roster where the defense is the best, you have the best weapons, the best left tackle, and the best coach. And the whole idea is you're supposed to be able to win with your backup. You're supposed to be able to win with a lot of teams. Then they win with their backup, and they're like, oh, my God, it's their franchise quarterback. Like, no, 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 no. No, what are you t- no it's the same guy you took with the last pick in the draft. It's, come on. He just did his and job. One thing that Kyle has said in the past, because the Niners have had so many backup quarterbacks, is he said, like, yeah, a backup can come in and you can win yeah. some games with him. But the longer that guy plays, the more difficult it becomes because the league adjusts and that kind of thing. And yet, here we are. Brock Purdy has played a handful of games, and yet they're willing to anoint him as the franchise guy. So it, it seems exactly. like there's a difference there. Well, John is. I don't know if Kyle is. I think Kyle is over here being like, hey, John, don't tie me down. I can do the same thing with Sam Darnold. Just watch me. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Does that? And then Trey Lance in the back being like, well, what about me? If you're so good, why can't you do it with me? <laughs> right. If you could do it with anybody... <laughs> Here I am. How about me? How about me? Yeah. Yeah. I My prediction is that Trey Lance ends up with Pete Carroll at some point. And, tra- and Pete Carroll Pete Carroll revives his career like he did with Gino. That's my prediction. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. It's going mean, to sting Niner fans. It's not like Geno Smith. Like, if you look at Geno Smith's year last year, the back half of the year does not look the way the front half of the year did. Speaking of quarter- backup quarterbacks that look worse over time. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, at least Pete got Geno paid. That guy was making nothing. Now yeah, he I'm some not, money. I'm not shedding any tears for Geno Smith's bank account. I'll say that. He certainly makes a lot more money than most of us do. 
Not me. I'm extremely rich. Did I tell you that? I make so I make <laughs> Well, just you do things super great. Chats, I, uh, oh I yeah. Could, I think you're five right. bucks at a time. Uh, <laughs> so are there any other moves that the 49ers you think are gonna make during this draft that would surprise you? We talked about an IU trade, we talked about a Trey Lance trade. Is there anything else? Because everyone's available if you call. Is there anything else that you are hearing that you are thinking of? Mm. No, I mean, the thing I'm interested in is the draft is like, did they waste their time looking at all those quarterbacks who are going to go in round three? Or are they yeah. actually going to pull the trigger on Jake Hayner or Dorian Thompson Robinson? And if they do, what does that mean? Or was that just all a smokescreen because they're trying to get some tight end to follow them at 99? Like, I'm really curious. Like, what are they going to do with those three third round picks? That's what I want to know, because those are the Kyle specials. I'm sure Kyle has said, I'm picking those. I got those. And like, are you going to take another running back? You're going to take a quarterback. I can't. He took CJ Beathard there. He's taking some amazing players right at the end of round three. Can't wait to see who he takes this year. So here's the full list. If you're watching on YouTube of all the 49ers picks, again, 99, 101, 102, which by the way, uh, gold standard will be doing a live draft show shortly before the Niners are on the clock in the third round. So we'll be uh, live on our YouTube page. So like, and subscribe, please. And thank you. Three picks in the third, three fifth round picks, a sixth and like a million seventh round picks. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Two those seventh round picks, like those may not make the team. Like, those are like, right. those, especially the last three, those could be practice squad guys essentially. And I loved, there was an article that came out in the athletic about how other teams are changing the way they scout quarterbacks and with their late round picks because of Brock Purdy. Like that's so good for the 49ers. Great. Study up. Take yeah. your quarterbacks late. That's awesome for us because you're leaving us more people. Like the odds <laughs> of another team replicating the success that the Niners had with Brock Purdy are almost slim to none. Brock Purdy's the first Mr. Irrelevant quarterback to ever even start a game in the history of the NFL. Not even play good, just start a single game. Yet other teams think they're going to replicate that success. Do you know how you find the next Brock Purdy, the, the next seventh round quarterback who has success in the NFL? Have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> uh, Kyle Shanahan, and the number one defense, and then you'll be, and then you'll find him. You'll, 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 you'll right in your lap. See, that's the thing, though. Like on the one hand, we say Kyle has hubris because he thinks he could do it with any quarterback, but on the other hand, like, yeah, it does really help if you have a really good team around him. So he's not totally wrong. Right. No, he, he absolutely he's put together this team, but it's just an interesting dynamic. It's like. They're always going to be attracted to the backup quarterback because the backup quarterback who has success right away but has no ceiling. They're always going to fall into that trap. It's it's amazing. It's kind of funny. But in that case, like Rich Gannon was kind of that guy, and he ended up winning a Super Bowl. Like maybe that guy exists for, for Kyle Shanahan. But it just it just feels like if he were coaching the Eagles in 2017. You know, he would have fell for Nick Foles and Nick Foles would have been given a five-year contract. And that's the difference between the Niners and the Eagles. The Eagles are just a little more clinical with how they're doing things over there. And the Niners are a little bit more sentimental. So I feel, I don't know. I agree. I think that the roster politics thing is a real thing that you call it the Cabo click. And that's the perfect name for it. I have said that that is a bad look. It creates two different teams. It's divisive. It's divisive because it's the P and, and, Lynch said that Jed York sets that whole thing up. And if he does, yeah. shame on you, Jed, because you either invite every single player on the team or you invite none of them. You can't have a separation like that. It's just so not a good look. Also, like, look at the players that go. So Debo goes to the, in the Cabo click. He doesn't have to go to training camp. He doesn't have to be in shape. He gets at many targets. He gets the same amount of targets no matter what. His play doesn't determine his his, his uh, target share. Trey, Trey Williams goes to Cabo. Well, he can have whatever pass stance he wants on any play. He can tip off plays and no one cares. They're above reproach. If you make it to Cabo, you are a, above reproach. Brandon Ayuk, again, like if he sneezes wrong, Kyle Shannon will freeze him out for a quarter or two. It's not right. But that's how they do it on the 49ers. And you know what? It's interesting because they're a damn good team. It's not like they're the freaking Cardinals. They're not, a, they're not Cliff Kingsbury over here. For, for the record, there are hierarchies on teams. Like the famous line from Jimmy Johnson, if a scrub is sleeping in the meeting, you cut him. If Troy Aikman's sleeping in the meeting, you wake him up and continue the meeting. That's Correct. different. That is different than 
having this like little cabal of players that go on vacation and chill with you personally that are part of your leadership council. Remember, yeah. Debo Samuel said at the Super Bowl, Kyle doesn't do anything without asking the players. Well, which players do you think he's asking? You think he's asking Tabor Pepper? Or do you think he's asking Debo and Trent Williams? No disrespect to Tabor Pepper. But. He's not asking Brandon either. And what's crazy is Debo will say it like me and Kyle are friends. Kyle say it too. Remember last year when people were saying, how do you know that Debo Samuels is coming back? Well, I have a very strong relationship with Debo. We're very friendly. Like, friends? What do you mean friends? Oh, so Debo Samuel, that's why I get so many targets no matter how he's playing that day where Brian Ayuk over here is chilling with four targets on the day, three catches, 75 yards. Like, what the hell's going on? Oh, friends. How many of us have them? Friends. <laughs> how do you find a way to sing on every show? I don't know. I'm stupid. I'm silly. <laughs> Zach Actually, Carter I sing thing. a lot. Me and my wife just sing all the time. It'd be embarrassing if you were here. Yeah, it would be. Our whole our whole house is a musical, but there's no real melody. It's awful. It's really a bad musical. Sorry. I want no part of that. I'm sorry. Zach Carter says, shout out from Hamden, Connecticut. That's where I live. Keep up the great shows. Love that. So we're a day away from the draft. Probably going to be a quiet night for the 49ers on Thursday. Don't anticipate them jumping back up into the first round. But then I think after that, Grant, all hell could break loose. Trey Lance could get traded. Brandon Ayuk could get traded. Foles could get traded. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Oh, my goodness. I'm looking forward to it. But most likely, they make no trades. They, they pick every single spot where they are selected to pick, like last year. And they take 11 guys that most of us have never heard of. And we'll be excited about it. I can't wait. Pete, 98, 146. I'm burned out by all the Trey Lance talk. That's what a lot of you say, and yet I see the data on the pods and the videos that we do when we talk about the quarterbacks, and there's a there's a big difference, so I'll just it's say crazy. that. Do yeah. you think the trade talk will stop after the draft if they don't move him? No. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> not. No. It's going to continue as long as he and Brock are still on, on the same team together. So, And especially before you. Do you, like that Brock Purdy check-in in June is going to be huge. It's going to determine a lot of things. So we'll be here talking about it, talking about the quarterbacks. Uh, again, we'll be live during the draft here on the Gold Standard YouTube page. So go and check that out. Grant, I don't know. What are your draft? You're going to be at the facility. So are you going to be able to broadcast? I don't know what your plans are. I won't be able to broadcast from the facility. I don't think. I'll have to figure that out. But I'll be doing little quick uh two-minute hits on my phone after each pick is made. But what's tough is 99, 101, 102. I mean, I got I to gotta be, like, locked in for all three. So Right. You might as well just fun. wait and do one at the end because they're going to be much. rapid fire. Uh, but thanks, everybody. Uh, you can like and subscribe to the YouTube pages, Grant. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. I'll be back in eight minutes with Jose. What are you doing the rest of the day? <laughs> Making this a podcast and, and making it rain. my kid from school. That's nice. Adulting. I'll be here. Not adulting yet. Not a dad yet. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you in a little bit.